live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it gives me a great pleasure to start off the show with a good friend of ours, and I like to have her on at least once a year, Natalie from Applebee's. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Perry. I hope you're having a good morning. Well, everybody called in sick, so I'm here by myself. It's like that sometimes. I understand at work, and so we'll make sure you tell Gray and Ronnie and Joe and everybody that I said hello and then i hope they're doing okay and they'll be there next time and so always love you guys and everything y'all do for me so well thank you natalie and if there is a next time it'll be february the 15th i think i figured out so or 16th something like that so we're gonna take anyway i'll still be there well (laughs) we'll still come see you too and we're gonna take our three months uh break um during the off season and uh, i just wanted to get you on and hear your lovely voice and just tell you how much uh, you mean to all of us and to the show and we sure enjoy coming by and seeing you when we can uh, after the show and sort of going over what we did right and what we did wrong and uh, talking to you and eating some delicious Applebee's food and uh, we just appreciate appreciate everything you do and it's great to have you uh, have you come on once a year and uh, and just be a friend of the show and a friend of ours individually. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys, and you've always been my friends. You've always taken good care of me, and every week I look forward. And, you know, I'm usually at work all the time, but I, I know you all always in the show with Natalie, get her table ready, or I'll see you <laughs> next time. So, you know, and I love you all walk in the door. I already know what you want, basically. And, you know, it's been a long time that I've known you guys, and I appreciate you all coming in. Well, you've got. I appreciate a, you shouting me out. Also, well, you got you've got a range of things we usually order. With you know, we don't really need a menu, but uh, it's right. good to look at it anyway. <laughs> but Natalie, I know you're in a big hurry. You've got to get to work and get started. And uh, um, we appreciate everything you do. Like I said, and we'll be. I'll be there anyway. If I can sit at the bar and eat, I'll be there probably uh, quick as I can get there after noon. No rush. I'll be there regardless. But thank you for having me on. And every year I look forward to it, truly. And it's been a pleasure knowing you guys for so long. Well, one of these days we're going to get you here in the studio and just let you do the whole show with us. That'd be great. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I could do it like you, Perry, but I will definitely try my best. <laughs> and so I'm not a NASCAR expert, but I am the bar and food expert. <laughs> you are. That you are. And uh well, I mean, last week we had a Clemson quarterback on the show, and he doesn't know a thing about racing, and we had a great show. So you don't need to know about racing to be on this show, I'll tell you that. Well, I'm a good personality hire. So that, no. That's right. You <laughs> certainly are, and, and a treat for the eyes as well. Natalie, I'll see you in a little bit. Get uh, get my spot at the bar ready, and uh, I'm going to need one one TV on the, on the South Carolina women's basketball team for 1 o'clock. 
Of course, and I'll make sure to have your tea ready also. Thank you so much, Natalie. <laughs> Tell Great. the guys I said hey, and then I love y'all, and I appreciate your time. Well, they're all listening, so I think you just told them yourself. Appreciate um, it, Natalie. You have a good day, and I'll see you in a little bit. Thank you so much, Perry. You have a good one. I'll see you later. All right, bye. And that's Natalie from uh, Applebee's. We love Natalie. She's a great girl, and she's uh, she sounds great, and she's just as much fun to be around, and she takes good care of us. So uh, good morning. She has to get to work, so we had her own first, just like uh, we have to work around other people's schedules sometimes, and we always will if, if, uh, if it means uh, having you on the show. We've done it I don't know how many times with Deb, and uh, so we did it with Natalie this morning because I don't, know if she's already at Applebee's getting ready or she's on the way or getting ready to leave her house or whatever but anyway we appreciate her coming on and we do it we do it at the last show once a year and did it today so welcome to start your engines we're off to kind of a strange start I would say this will be the fourth time that I've done the show by myself which is okay I mean you know that's the way it is so I got to do it uh Greg's under the weather, and he has been for a little bit, so we're hoping he can get his strength back and uh, start joining us again uh, next February uh, if we do the show. Uh, I would say we're probably leaning that way, but nothing's a sure thing. And uh, Ronnie just texted me and said his alarm didn't go off, so I've had that happen as well. So we'll just... uh, We'll just struggle on. Uh, it won't be a struggle. It's going to be a good show. In fact, it's going to be a real good show. We have, uh, of course, Deb Williams at 1020 to tell us about uh, her long weekend out in Phoenix. I understand she kept uh, she, she stayed a couple of extra days out there and attended a conference of women in motorsports, which sounds like my kind of conference, actually. And uh, we'll find out about what she uh what she saw last weekend, of course, we talked to her last Sunday, so we got her, we got her uh, take on the truck in Xfinity. So we'll see what she thought about Ryan Blaney winning the Cup championship, and I was uh, very tickled, and I'm sure Lanny probably was too, since he uh, was uh, he picked Lanny almost every week this year, and we will. Um, so we'll talk to Deb, who is also the new champion of the. Uh, of our little point standings that we do each week, each year, and and is going to be the have custody of the Nelson Crozier Memorial Trophy for a for a year. So I've got to get that back from Allen and get her nameplate put on it and get it to Charlotte so uh, so she can put it on a prominent mantelpiece or someplace in her lovely home and be uh, the reigning champion for a year. We have a couple of great guests today With uh, at 11 o'clock. We usually have on the last show of the year, and being completely transparent, and they know it, he knows it, but we always have Mike Helton on our first show and our last show. And Mike would have been on uh, our last show this year if it had been on Saturday. But because of uh, the Gamecocks pregame show that lasts three hours, we um, it knocks us out when they have a noon start, which they've had for the last three weeks. So noon start yesterday, and they did uh, 
they came around. I thought it was pretty sloppy first half, but they uh, kicked it in another gear in the second half and played much better, and I don't even remember the final score. 40-something to six, I think it was, over Vanderbilt. And uh, so we um, are going to have a great guest, two guests today, as a matter of fact. At 11 o'clock, we will have taken Mike's place, but really, this would have been a great show anyway, and, and we had talked about doing it, so we're finally going to do it, and I'll get around to it right now. We got Jeremy Clements back with us to talk about uh, his miserable season. <laughs> it just, just, didn't, just didn't turn out right, but he's bringing along with him Luke Clements, who is his nephew and is a local dirt track driver, and... Uh, you know, I guess he is, uh, maybe he's uh, the heir apparent to uh, Jeremy. I don't know that. Jeremy's 38 years old and getting ready to be a new father. So he's uh, he's going to have some other things entering into his life. And Luke is uh, burning up the local tracks. And we're, uh, we're looking forward. I've never met him. I, I Actually, I have met him at when it was R.J. Rockers. Now it's just Rockers. But I met him there one time. But. I tell you, if I didn't know he was coming, I don't believe I would know him if he walked in the door right now. But we're looking forward to having him, him and Jeremy here and talking to them uh, on our Legends segment. And if you could uh, categorize him as anything, I'd say he may just be a legend of the future. And, of course, Jeremy and his family are Spartanburg Auto Racing Legends with his uh, granddad, Crawford Clements, who built so many outstanding race cars over the years. Worked with Bud Moore a lot, and uh, and his uncle Lewis Clements, who was Rex White's crew chief, and uh, they won the 1960 championship together. So, Clements, very fa- very famous family here in Spartanburg Auto Racing. Um, not to mention his dad Tony, who is of course uh, builds the engines and works on the team. I I can't remember if uh, if Jeremy said he was rather be a crew chief or engine builder or team manager, whatever title. I guess he's pretty much all three. Uh, well, Mark Setzer's the crew chief, so I guess he's uh, probably would prefer engine builder. I think that's what, what Jeremy told me one time. But anyway, Jeremy and Luke will be here at 11 o'clock, and I'm looking real forward to meeting Luke formally and uh, Jeremy again and just talking with him for 20 minutes or so about uh, – about this year and uh, how they, I know, we know how Jeremy did to see how Luke did, and then about the future, if they can divulge any plans. I'd love to see them out there at the same time, but since they're both number 51, that might uh, they might have to make a change somewhere along the line. Uh, I also want to mention that yesterday is Memorial uh, Veterans Day, and we very, very much pay attention to that uh i know veterans day touches probably every family that's listening to the show and every family in spartanburg in one way or the other and uh of course my dad was a veteran and my son is a veteran right now getting uh getting ready to go from the marines to the u.s army and uh that's going to be happening i mean real soon they came and got some of his stuff the other day and shipped it out to where he's going and um, it's it, it's a very humbling for me holiday, if you want to call it that, uh, day of recognition, because I never served in the military, and uh, 
and, you know, it just it just turned out that way. I was in college. It was 1970, and Vietnam was pretty hot and heavy. And uh, in order for me to be in the military, I would have either had to enlist or flunk out, and then they would have come and got me. But, you know, I made decent enough grades, and I just went to college. And I guess one of the things I, if I have a, a regret, and I don't have too many, but I'm sorry I didn't serve in the military. Uh, I was a cop, and I sort of, let that, I don't know if it's justified or not, but be a be a type of compensation for not being in the military, but it, uh, you know, I just, I guess I wanted to put myself in danger's way somehow, but not like, a, not like in the military and I, uh, I don't have that, my brother was in the military all my aunt, uncles everybody, cousins almost all of them were in the military mostly the army, as I said Jake was a Marine, in the Marine Corps in the Marine Corps, and now he's going to the Army. Uh, but we're going to have, as we do every Veterans Day and Memorial Day, well, actually, we don't do it on Memorial Day. We do it on the, the anniversary of D-Day when we play Bud Moore's uh, recollection of landing at Utah Beach on D-Day, which was, I mean, just an unbelievable experience. But today, for Veterans Day, I always play the, uh, from an interview we did back about 2015 when we wrote his biography, I helped him write his autobiography, um, of when he and a Jeep driver captured uh, German headquarters, just sort of stumbled upon it, and they captured it, and 25 uh, enlisted uh, German soldiers and five officers, two people, Bud Moore and his Jeep driver, and he tells that story, and we're going to play that for you after uh, Jeremy and Luke uh, make their appearance on the show. So I would say that would be approximately um, 11.20 or so, something like that. So uh, that's what we've got in store for you today. I'm flying solo. Uh, sorry, Ronnie and Greg couldn't make it. We uh, miss them. I miss them because I have to try to make sure my voice holds out for another uh, one hour and 40 minutes. So um, let's take a commercial break here and uh, come back and talk to Deb Williams from uh, see what she um, has to bring back to us from Phoenix last week. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. 
Weekdays at 3 p.m. It's Spartanburg County's longest-running radio show. The sports voice across the region for nearly 20 years. There is no substitute for decades of experience. Talking everything local, from high school football and basketball to Carolina and Clemson. It's open month. And we have the studs. With Ryan Clary, Alex Smith, and Anthony Greer. Don't miss a moment beginning weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm, color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. Just fine, thank you. How about yourself? Oh, well, I'm alone. (laughs) All by myself. (laughs) Uh, Ronnie slept over. Uh, His alarm didn't go off, and Greg's still under the weather a little bit, so it's just just the two of us, and... uh, Fortunately, we've got a few things we can talk about, uh, and you can uh, start with uh, how was your extended trip out to Phoenix? Well, let's say I was very happy to get back to North Carolina. It was quite interesting. It was very educational, um, and the reason I say that, I need to explain in that uh, for two days following championship weekend, we had a women in motorsports north america summit and we had women in motorsports from all over the world come and and speak we had uh people from f1 um people from uh lamar france and uh it was very interesting we had keynote speakers we had breakout sessions to hear from the NHRA, USAC, youth program. Um, it, it was very educational. And, um, you know, we had the owner of Virginia International Raceway there, the one of the, key, the 
keynote speakers that kicked it off were NASCAR President Steve Phelps and uh, uh, I want to say Julie Geisy with the Chicago, head of the Chicago, but it was actually another former track president, and uh, though it was was very educational and um, learned a lot, met a lot of people. Uh, it was interesting to uh, hear the F1 women say that they love coming to the United States because it's so much more optimistic here than in the UK. Wow. They said that, yeah, they said that uh, they think every time now they need the uplifting that they'll get on a plane and come to the United States. So, well, well, they get quite a bit of uplifting since we have three Formula One races now. <laughs> That's true. Oh, and that was another thing. We heard from, um, uh, the, in fact, those women that spoke were are involved in Formula One. And uh, we heard from the person that's in charge of the fuel mixture with Mobile One. The summit was actually sponsored by Mobile One. That's from the U.K. and involved in Formula One. And um, it, uh, I was trying to think, and I'm going to leave everybody else. One well, thing was, that was, was really gonna, interesting I was, gonna ask was you the rear they're... tire changer. The rear tire changer for Joseph Newgarden, who is the first female to be on up. Be right. on the the winning Indy 500 team, Caitlin Brown. Yeah, so I, I was it was gonna, quite an interesting summit. I was, no, I, I I just wanted to ask you if there were some other names that were there that uh, we might recognize. I mean, was it journalists or or drivers, uh, well, ex drivers? In well, Erica Enders was supposed to be there. You know, she will become six time NHRA Pro Stock champion today. They have the NHRA finales in Pomona, California today, okay. and um, uh, she was supposed to be there. Unfortunately, she was under the weather and could not come. Uh, Amanda Busick, who people will know from her pit road reporting at the truck races at Fox Sports and also handling the top end interviews in the NHRA, she was the host of the or the of the summit she was the one that introduced everybody and and was always at the podium and handled that um bobby and Kristen labani gave a fantastic um speech to open thursday morning's summit or the thursday morning session of of groups um danielle fry who years ago handled pr for bill elliott and dale jarrett uh, her husband is the head of IndyCar and uh, Jay Fry, and she now runs the USAC quarter midget program all over the country. So she was there to talk about the, the youth engagement. So, you know, a lot of the drivers who were there are young drivers that are coming up and, and making their place in the sport. You had uh, women that are late model drivers and uh, road racing rally drivers uh, was quite a mix. You know, a lot of track executives. You had the president of uh, Richmond International Raceway, the president of uh, Phoenix Raceway, uh, Julie Gassi, who's the head of the Chicago Street Course. So it was a good mixture of all the women involved in motorsports. And Lynn St. James, who many people may remember from her IMSA days and also the first woman to win rookie honors in the Indy 500, right. she is one of the head and the organizers of it. 
So, yeah, it, it was uh, quite an interesting two days. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, Lynn St. James, well, she was a really good driver, and uh, um, I, I remember her very well at Indianapolis, and she, she, had a, she was talking about IMSA. She was very strong in that competition, too. So, uh, well, Deb, that sounds great. I'm glad you went out and had a good time and uh, got back here to home sweet home in North Carolina, and uh, hopefully you were able to kick back and rest a little bit. Now, what do you do for in the off season? I mean, I know you've got a regular job with Auto Week and, and writing stories, but are you just going to hang out? Are you going any place uh, during the off season, like a, a vacation or anything? Oh, no, no, no. No, I uh, travel so much during the racing season. The thing I really want to do and need to do is stay home and catch up on yard work and home repairs and spend time with family. And I always spend Christmas with my sister and brother-in-law. And then I Thanksgiving Day I'll spend with um, cousins in uh, western North Carolina. So it's, it's catch-up time. But uh, championship weekend was rather interesting and long hours and days. This was actually the first time I had flown since uh, November of 2019 wow. when I returned from Homestead. So it was, uh, I have, uh, Kelly Crandall with Racer.com is the one that taught me how to fly now with all the apps and the TSA pre-check and everything so it's um you definitely get your walking in i know when we got from the time we got to the charlotte douglas airport until we got in the car at scott the rental car at sky harbor airport she checked her watch and we had walked three thousand four hundred steps wow <laughs> well that's a good way to stay in shape deb uh i wish I, I do it on the treadmill, but I don't walk that much. I can tell you that right now. So um, I, I felt like my legs felt like they did when I was at Majorette Camp and Band Camp in high school. <laughs> oh wow, that was pretty recently. Um, well, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to have to get with you sometime during the off season and present you the uh, Nelson Crozier Memorial Award for being our points champion. And since I get I got to get it back from Allen and get a little nameplate made with Deb Williams on it, 2023. And uh, yeah, and I messed up. I forgot to get you the final standings last night. I got involved with uh, uh, some of the stuff the, with the neighbors that had taken care of my mail and everything while I was gone, and I apologize. Well, I I'll can, figure it out and get it to you while you're on the air. No, it's okay. I I, I only really <laughs> need it for. Uh, the order to to pick the first races next year. Just, I mean, just the first race. You know, we're going to do it in oh, the first yeah. order. So, I know you won. I know Greg was last. I think Lanny beat me for second, and Ronnie might have even beat me for third. I don't know, but winning. I'll get it to you today as soon as we get off the air. <laughs> okay, winning is everything, and you won it. And congratulations to you for that. And uh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Well, let's talk about the championship race real quick. Uh, well, not real quick. As I told you, we've got plenty of time, but. Um, my man, uh, I say my man because of the four, he was the one I really wanted to, wanted to see win it, and that was Dave Blaney. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> excuse me, Ryan Blaney. I keep thinking about his dad. Uh, well, Dave his Blaney. dad was there. He came in, the, he and his mom came in, uh, Dave Blaney and his wife came into the media center for Ryan's post-race interview, and it was 
funny because Ryan, first thing out of Ryan's mouth when he got in front of the media was, my mom and dad are here, and my dad is not taking any questions. <laughs> Dave was sitting right over from me, and I just looked at Dave, and he just grinned just like he always did, you know. Well, i tell you what. I, he should be grinning, and I, I thought um, I was impressed. Here's one of the things that impressed me. Uh, of course, now Christopher Bell, he didn't, didn't stay in it. He had some tough luck during the race, and I uh, had a brake rotor, I guess, explode, and I uh, put him into the wall. Mm-hmm. But what um, one thing that all all four of them said during the uh, uh, when they were interviewed, either uh, during the race or after the race, uh, during the race in Christopher Bell's case, but you know that they raced cleanly, and it, there's no big mm-hmm. controversy about somebody ran somebody off the road, uh, off the track, or crowded them, or didn't anything. Uh, did anything goofy they uh they went at it and the best man won and for the second year in a row it was uh a penske ford and as you pointed out last week uh ford won all three championships that's just uh i drive one so kind of happy about that yeah it was really interesting um the friday night truck race it was interesting to hear the comments from the cup and xfinity drivers on saturday regarding the finish of the truck race on Friday night. It, I don't know if you really thought about it, but it took four overtimes, 29 overtime laps to get the truck race finished. Yeah. I, and I, you Justin Alga. No, I was going to say, you know, we had a show last Sunday, so we, we talked about that last week. Oh, that's right. And that's right. Yeah. I, I'm not I trying forgot. to take up your time. I'm just trying to say, that, you know, we, we went No, I forgot. It, it, yeah. it, it was a... Uh, it was a long evening, no doubt about it. I but, think it, it ended after midnight on the East Coast. Yeah, but what I'm le- the reason I brought it up again okay. and what I'm leading into is that in the Cup drivers meeting on Sunday, they were told, race like the Xfinity did on Saturday, not like the trucks did on Friday night. Yeah, well, they did, and the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it it was a, a good end of the season. I, I still liked it better when they ended the season in in, uh, in Miami, but that's okay. It, it's uh, I liked it better when they ended it in Atlanta. <laughs> well, I, you're, that's going pretty far back, but you're right. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, and uh, for the last race of the year, almost overshadowed by everything, I didn't think they were even going to get around to talking to him there for a while. Was a uh, Ross Chastain who. Ended uh, the year for a track house on a on a strong note. That's very true, and it was really interesting to hear Ross and Ryan talk about their um, bumping incident. Well, when Ross was blocking Ryan, and and Ryan hit Ross in the bumper, rear bumper. And Ross said, you know, I'm trying to win the race. I'm not going to let him by. And Blaney says, you know, I'm trying to win a championship, and they're Larson and them are catching me from behind. And he said, I had to go, and he wasn't letting me by. And uh, it was interesting. I can't really say how Blaney said it on the air. Excuse me, when he was talking about, yes, he hit... um, uh, Chastain, but um, yeah, it was uh, quite interesting to 
to hear them talk about it. But yeah, I mean, it took it took forever to get everybody through the media center. I bet you it probably was three hours after the race before we ever. Well, I know it was two hours after the race before we got Chastain in the media center. Because my editor was sending me uh, texts going, uh, I really need that story. I said, well, Ross Chastain just left. And it was like 20 minutes till 9 uh, East Coast time. And uh, because by Sunday, you know, we were two hours behind the East Coast. Right. The deadline was still East Coast. And so we didn't even get Blaney in the media center until 9 o'clock East Coast time. Mm. I just got a text. And the race ended at 6.30 East Coast time. I just, I just got a text from Mike Hill. He said he liked it better when the season ended at Rockingham. So he's going way back. Uh, now, I remember when Earnhardt won some championships at Rockingham before the season ended when it might be the second or third race before the you know final race in Atlanta. Well, I know you remember the one yeah. when Benny Parsons tore his car up and they had to rebuild it so he could get enough laps yeah. in to win the championship, and that was Rockingham. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was Rockingham. I, I was in high school then. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening on the radio. I, yeah, I was going to say, I was listening on the radio when that happened. <laughs> so uh, I, That's right. I'd forgotten about that. That was 1973. I was yeah. in college then. Oh, yeah, okay. I was in college. Uh, so was I. And uh, mm. all right, so uh, a couple of other things in the news that I, I got here off of your website, uh, off of uh, Auto Week and JSKI, which I now I uh, look at both of them when I do my homework. But uh, Brad Keselowski's team, the six team, won the uh, Most Valuable Pit Crew Award. Yeah, they sure did, and I was. Uh happy to see that i thought that was quite interesting uh they have i tell you i to see how far rfk has come in just two years i think is phenomenal as far down as it was and i thought it was you know coming sooner than maybe brad had expected but when i talked to chris busher about it several races before the end of the season he said he actually was coming slower than he thought it would. But um, I'm glad to see that, you know, both of them made the playoffs and they went as far as they did, even though Chris went one round further than Keselowski did. It would have been interesting to have seen him in the championship four. But, um, you know, they did. And, and also, kind of on another note, Deb, can, well, uh, can, 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 can you come back after the commercial? I mean, uh, just just hang on and let me run some commercials because uh, we, yeah, can, go we ahead. can still talk. Just let me get, let me, uh, your first 20 minutes are up, so let me do some commercials. Oh, okay. And we'll, uh, and we'll come back and talk some more, if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. You're, uh, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or cobble meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to Start Your Engine. You still with us, Deb? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, great. Um, one other thing I wanted to point to in, in the news here, and I, I was sort of surprised by this. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have been, but... Uh, the ratings on TV for NASCAR were down 5%. What um, what do they say about that? that? That's got to be a little bit distressing. And uh, I think the product's pretty good. Uh, I, I, I have even gotten into the new point system the way they do it now. So uh, um, what do you think? I, I know they try different things. They don't, you know, uh, 
they're not setting their ways. They've moved the schedule around. They're having street races in Chicago, dirt in Bristol. So, what do you? Uh, what would you attribute this to? And is this a, a big concern? And and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, aren't the the new uh, TV uh, contracts coming up? Well, Steve Phelps actually addressed that. NASCAR President Steve Phelps addressed that on Friday at Phoenix when he and Steve O'Donnell, the chief operating officer of NASCAR, had their state of the sport address and then took questions and answers. And, um, you know, I was trying to he He was talking about it. Oh, I remember now what Steve Phelps said that, you know, they had a lot of weather issues in the first part of the season. That's true. And that adversely affected the ratings. And he said that even though they were still down, that NBC had bounced back in the second half to take it from a double-digit down to a single-digit down. So they had bounced back from the first part of the season. So the first part of the season when ratings were down, he attributed that to all the weather issues that we had. And he said that he felt like they would be up. Now, the new TV contract doesn't come into play until 2025. Okay. And uh, the current one ends at the end of 2024. And he said that he had hoped, he honestly thought that it would be done by now but that uh, he's surprised it's not, but he said he thought it would be done before too much longer. You know, the only thing they have announced is that all of the Xfinity races will be on the CW network. But he said as far as trucks and uh, Cup, he foresees that being a mixture of uh, cable network and some streaming as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So trucks won't be exclusively on FS1? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, That's, I guess that, I have been told through or have heard through the grapevine that part of the problem in getting this contract signed is that they were wanting to put maybe the center part of the season on streaming but the way the teams have their sponsorship contracts written, their sponsors are guaranteed of being on network TV or cable TV. So streaming is an issue there. So it may have to be, and I'm just theorizing, I don't know, there's a few IndyCar races that are on network TV and streaming and there's actually, I believe it was the race in Canada that was strictly on Peacock Plus um, because I signed up for it simply so I could see the IndyCar race. Yeah, that's the same thing I did and, and the IMSA races. Uh, I, I, use, uh, I use Peacock quite a bit, uh, actually. Okay, one other thing here. Um, uh, Corey Heim got fined for his retaliation against uh, Carson Hosevar in the truck race. Uh, $12,500 fine and 25 points. Well, personally, we all felt like he should have been parked that night because 
if you look at it, and I know it's a big if, but considering there were three laps to go, two to three laps to go when it happened and Grant Enfinger was leading, he possibly cost Grant Enfinger that championship when he did what he did. Yeah. So it, um, it was a chaotic finish no matter what. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. And Ben Rhodes came in, and he wasn't as tipsy as he was two years ago, but he was buzzed. <laughs> He was funny. Oh. I, I remember that. That was funny. Another thing, mm-hmm. um, uh, Ty Gibbs is the Rookie of the Year. So the Rookie of the Year uh, goes to the young man who won the Xfinity Championship the year before and uh, to me has become considerably more likable uh, than he was at the when he ended his uh, Xfinity career, although it ended rather tragically with his father passing away that night. But Ty Gibbs is the Rookie of the Year. Well, and you have to remember, the young man's just 20 years old. Think back to what you were when you were 20 years old. I was a mess. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but, um, you know, he has matured, and he will continue to mature. And uh, really, his only other contender for rookie honors this year was, was, was Noah Gregson. So when Noah left the series, that pretty much handed it to Ty. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I know somebody asked Ty if he would have liked to have had some more competition for a Rookie of the Year, and he didn't really. He said that wasn't what was in his mind. That his what was in his mind was performing well for his team, and you know, getting the finishes and all he needed. That going for Rookie honors was not number one thing on his mind or on his agenda for this year. And in Xfinity, the Rookie of the Year was another Gibbs driver, Sammy Smith, and uh, we got to meet the young man down in Darlington when we had him on the show. And um, he, uh, he's he got a bright future ahead, I would say. Mm-hmm. I would think so. And I was trying to think, I don't think he's returning to Joe Gibbs next year. Oh, I, I don't know I that. I could be wrong. I, I, there's been so many musical race car chairs recently it, I've got to sit down and make a chart of to where everyone is going to be because you know Carson Hosevar is going to cup and um, there's um, you know there's people going from trucks to Xfinity and and it's there's a, a large shifting next year of, of people so to speak a lot of talent out there uh and uh, Nick Sanchez won it for the trucks, the Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm, which was good there. And, uh, you know, while we're kind of talking about the, the feeder program, so to speak, there was a press release that came out that really caught me off guard, and that is that Josh Berry and Ryan Priest have joined Kevin Harvick Incorporated's late model program. I saw that, too. <laughs> you know, so... Um, they've got a big late model race at Hickory this weekend, and one's driving there, and they're driving in the Snowball Derby. So it's, um, you know, you can't get too much seat time, that's for sure. Well, Deb, um, got a couple of minutes left here before the top of the hour when uh, Fox will kick in whether I like it or not. Um, your closing thoughts on the 2023 season, and, uh, and we just love having you on, and uh, you're a huge part of the show. Uh, you made it even better um, with uh, 
going going to the races and talking to us live on the air from the track and uh the um the fact that you are in the journalist uh the the national motor press association hall of fame as of this year when is that induction did it did i am i thinking january is that about right it's january 21st okay and uh yeah, it's two days after the nascar hall of fame induction okay and seven days before my birthday and yeah, uh, well happy birthday early <laughs> thank you very much uh and uh so any closing thoughts on 2023 before we have to let you go no, it was the second year of the next gen car, and it was, uh, I think, the improvements that NASCAR made bode well. We, you know, didn't have any drivers suffer career ending concussions this year, or concussions that, that kept them out of the car for a while. So I think NASCAR is headed in the right direction. They did have a driver's meeting while we were at Phoenix and updated them on everything, and they're continuing to work on the car and continuing to progress with it. That's all good. Uh, I think we are seeing the changing of the guard, and uh, this championship class that we had at Phoenix in the Cup season or the Cup series was the youngest championship four that we have had since this format was instituted in 2014 in the Cup Series. And uh, the average age was 28. William Byron was the youngest at 25. Kyle Larson, the oldest, at 31. And with Kevin Harvick stepping out of the Cup Series full-time, he was the last of the Cup champions to exit the Series who were born in the 1970s. Wow. So, um, you know, that, yeah, that included Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth, Tony Stewart, Kurt Busch, and um, I think I'm leaving one out. But those were the champions who were all born in the 1970s. And so with Kevin Harvick stepping away, then that he's the last one of the champions that was born in the 1970s to, to hang up his helmet in the Cup Series. Wow. So that was an emotional time. And looking at all the little kids they've got out there, like uh, Kyle Busch's son and, and some of the others I saw, uh, boy, there's a bunch more on the way that I probably won't live to see turn a lap. But, uh, it's, uh, I bet you will as young as they're starting because <laughs> um, I, hope you're right. I know Kevin Harvick was funny. He said that Keelan, he and Delana's son, uh, Keelan wasn't too happy about him no longer racing full-time in the Cup Series because he said he knew he was going to be more uh, at more of his races and keeping a tighter grip because Kevin said Keelan is identical to him. And he said, I know his moves he's going to make before he makes them. <laughs> and, um, That's got to be cool. But Piper, their daughter, is very excited that her dad's going to get to come see her race. So... Keelan and Piper are exactly opposite. Piper's happy that Daddy's going to be at more of her races, and Keelan's not happy that Daddy's going to be at more of his races. And um, I thought it was interesting when Kyle Busch was talking about, you know, the that was truck race was his last with Kyle Busch Motorsports truck team. And as, as people will remember, Spire Motorsports bought that. But um, 
Calvin's just kind of grinned, and he said, yes. He said, KBM will now be on Brexton. KBM oh. is now Brexton. Okay. So, well, Deb, yeah, they're okay. coming along. Got to let you go. It's been a great year. Uh, thank you so much for everything you do for our show, and hopefully uh, you will continue to be a part of it as long as we do well, it. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful being with you every weekend during the season. I enjoy it tremendously, and I hope you'll always continue to have me. Oh, we will, and uh, appreciate all you do for us, and uh, have a good off season. I'll get the trophy to you as soon as I can. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Take care. Right. Have Everybody have a wonderful and blessed holiday season all right thank you very much that's deb williams hall of fame announcer announcer hall of fame journalist and uh we love her it's a big part of our show and uh that's what i get for leaving the door open riffraff is walking in and sitting down in the studio we have jeremy clements and his nephew luke clements and i can't wait to talk to them in a few minutes let me uh let me say one thing here while i've got a, a, a few minutes before the break if you haven't been out there, you don't have much time left, but they have the uh, replica, I think it's a three-quarters replica maybe, of the Vietnam Wall is out at the Spartanburg Downtown Airport. And I went out there Friday. I, I just went out there. Uh, I actually didn't, I had forgotten all about it, and I saw the signs pointing to it. And it's open 24 hours a day, however. Um, I think it's been here since Tuesday or Wednesday, and it, they're shutting it down at 2 o'clock today. I think they have a ceremony at noon or something, and uh, one person out there told me uh, they're closing it at 12, and another one said at 2, but you still got time. It's, uh, it's coming up on 11 o'clock, and you've got time to get out there and see it. It's very moving. That wall, I've seen the original, as I'm sure many of our listeners have, uh, in Washington, D.C., but this wall, I may get the end of it wrong, but it's got 58,000, I think, 518 names or something like that and it's uh i mean it's a very reverent thing you don't go out there and uh there's no laughing and running it's uh it's very similar to visiting the real actual one in washington dc it's a it's a place of reverence i got a little choked up myself and uh it's got a little special thing i'm sure they change it from town to town but uh it, it's got a little uh video display of the local South Carolina um, veterans, of course, uh, Bud Moore very, being very prominent in that. And it's just a great thing to go out there and see. Um, probably won't ever be back. I, I think it's rather fortuitous that they had it here on Memorial Day. I mean, on um, Veterans Day. So uh, it's a it's a special thing. It's it's a uh, it's around the far side of the airport of the downtown airport now and if you're going to go out there actually probably the less traffic would be if you went in like you were going to the terminal but the shortest way would be to come in off Reedville Road at the at the signs for the downtown airport because it's just around the corner there and uh it's well worth going out there and seeing they got some brochures and some guides and um they, they play taps uh later wreath it's just a really really uh moving thing uh, what would we be without the, the people that served to help us out uh, and save our country we'll be back at the top of the hour this is start your engines on fox sports spartanburg the home of open mic weekdays from three to six fox sports spartanburg 98 3 fm 
WSBG Spartanburg. We are and here's what you need to know. They're at halftime right now in Frankfurt, Germany, with the Indianapolis Colts holding a 7-3 lead over the New England Patriots on a one-yard touchdown run by Jonathan Taylor on a fourth down and goal with 58 seconds left to play in the first quarter. In college football, multiple outlets report that Texas A&M will fire head coach Jimbo Fisher sometime today. Fisher is in his sixth season as Texas A&M's head coach, 45-25 and 25 overall, including 6-4 and four this year. Fisher's buyout is expected to be in the range of $75 million. In the NBA, the Athletic reports that Philadelphia 76ers guard Kelly Oubre sustained broken ribs and an assortment of bruises and cuts after being hit by a car while crossing a street in Philadelphia last night. Oubre is expected to miss significant time due to his injuries. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you're not there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That's why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you'll ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, financial advisor Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. 
hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Weekdays at 3 p.m. It's Spartanburg County's longest-running radio show. The sports voice across the region for nearly 20 years. There is no substitute for decades of experience. Talking everything local, from high school football and basketball to Carolina and Clemson. It's open month. And we have the studs. With Ryan Clary, Alex Smith, and Anthony Greer. Don't miss a moment beginning weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back. Helped if I fade the music down. <laughs> welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And we have in the studio here with us Jeremy Clements, our best friend, race driver, and uh, the band we pull for every week and everything that he does, and his nephew, Luke Clements. Welcome to the show, fellas. Good Sunday morning, guys. Glad to be here. We got old Luke. We got him in studio. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this is great. Um, It's it's good to see that auto racing is live and well in Spartanburg. I know there's a lot more others that that I don't even know about, but definitely Clements Engineering is... uh, Now, uh, let, let me take first things first here. How glad are you, Jeremy, that 2023 is over? Yeah, very glad. <laughs> God, what a year! It, it's uh, it was a rough one for for our team, but you know that's just part of it. Sometimes and got to weather the storm. But looking ahead, you know, twenty twenty four be here before we know it, and we're already full blown getting all the cars and everything ready to go again. So, just like I said, looking ahead. Yeah. Now, what will you do in the off season? Will you do a lot of on the simulator simulator work, or you just sort of uh, decompress for a couple of months, or? How, how how involved are you? I know we were we were on there Monday for five and a half hours, so that was a long time and too long, really. I was sat in there for four and a half hours before I got to get out and use the bathroom. <laughs> so it's uh, it'd be a lot more of that. We're gonna bring our cars back and forth up there, get them scanned in in their system and every part on them. So yeah, there's a ton of work to be done before the the season starts back. We get get our race cars recertified by NASCAR. Get them refreshed and reskinned, everything. So there's there's a lot that goes behind the scenes to make all this happen. So yeah, I won't be just sitting on a beach drinking cocktails <laughs> every day. Um, now you uh, I heard that you are completely sold out for sponsorships this year. I mean, uh, not that you wouldn't take another one, maybe, but I mean, yeah. is, is that is that the case that you're you're set for the year with? Uh... We're set as far as far as uh, primary sponsorship. So okay. that just means you know the whole car, the color scheme of it. But for associates, we still have availability at the moment. So okay. that yeah, that's still, but that's definitely a good thing to have Great. for sure. It makes uh, makes my life a lot less stressful. Yeah, I bet uh, everybody in the shop. So. Uh... 
We have here with us also Luke Clements. Luke, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good, um, although I'm flying solo today, which I didn't really expect when I woke up, but I've done it before, and it's no big deal. Um, so now, it, your car, do you drive, is that a Clements car, or who do you drive for? Uh, yeah, it's just me and my dad. We're just us two racing every weekend, just doing it. The, now, how uh, old are you, Luke? I'm 20. Okay. And you, um, uh, does you, the car stay there at, at the Clements shop? Yes, sir. It stays in the back. Okay. All right. So, so uh, how did you do this year? Where did you do most of your racing, and uh, how'd you do? Uh, so, I'm not going to lie. We got a late start waiting on motors. Imagine okay. that. But we finally got one a few Don't months ago. Don't you just ago. say, Tony, bring me a motor. I wish. Yeah. I wish We're, it was that easy. Yeah. We, we we probably have uh, the worst luck with that part of it. <laughs> but uh, we started a few months ago. We raced at Cherokee mostly this year okay. and raced at Harris, I think, once or twice. All and right. then we, uh, we went to Charlotte a few weeks ago for the big end-of-the-season kind of race. Well, how'd you do? Uh, I mean, in general, and it, what what really stands out? Uh, in general, it was a pretty good year. We had a brand-new race car and, um, you know, just figuring out the bugs of it and finding out what it likes. Uh, we won two races, I think, uh, and then a bunch of top fives and, you know, uh, very competitive runs. Um, and then Charlotte, it was we had sixty-seven cars in our division. Wow! And uh, got your first two laps were competitive laps. They're qualifying laps. Mm-hmm. We qualified second overall in my group and second fastest overall out of the whole class. And then won the heat race Friday night. Started on the pole Saturday and just kind of made a wrong adjustment and finished fifth. Oh well, that's pretty good. That's, first first time there. That's right. I mean sixty. Six Seven. others out there. Yeah, that's a lot of cars. So to make the field was an yeah. accomplishment. So I yeah. was definitely proud to see that. But, you know, they uh, just didn't uh, tighten their car up enough. Track got slick. So finished fifth. But that was a good run, buddy. Yeah. You go out there with them often? I wasn't out <laughs> yeah, there. Right. I, was, I was gone. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, most of the weekends he's racing, I'm, I'm out of town. And yeah. I'm coming home, and we literally might pass Cherokee, and they might still be racing because it's, you know, they race at 1 a.m. So uh i'm hoping they're racing the blue gray 100 next weekend and uh luke will be there and uh might have to swing by there and check them out and hopefully root them on to a check yeah, a flag that'd be big well now um you have been doing this how many years because I, I looked at your facebook page and i saw a lot of sharp looking go-karts too oh yeah so uh my dad was on the road for most of my life and then he uh he came off the road and it was gonna play baseball and then we went to a go-kart race and, you know, got hooked because racing, you can't get away from it. No. So started racing go-karts in 2016. Uh, did that for four or five years. And, uh, you know, with go-karts, it's so just tire-dependent. It's really nothing. You just got to know what. You got to have the right amount of tires. You got to have all these different sets. And it's just really hard if you don't have the backing to compete at the highest level yeah so we just decided to sell all that stuff and get a race car in 2020 and um we we just been racing since i tried go-kart racing i had a um i went my big thing was when i went from a four cycle to a two cycle and uh it was sort of like going from a roadster to a 
a rear engine car, I guess. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. But I can't keep my chain on. Yeah. I, I only want, you know, like one or two laps is the best I could do, and my chain would come off. I never could get that thing lined up. But anyway, I had a full-face helmet, though. This is 1973, and I was like the first. Everybody was saying, look at that what? guy. If, he's in, if, if his cart was half as good as his helmet, he'd be winning every race. <laughs> you were the only smart one out there, then. Uh, yeah. Jeez. I wasn't smart enough to keep the chain on. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so um, so you don't have an off-season at all? or Because, I mean, uh, I know the Snowball Derby and all these other races I hear, uh, it seems like if you wanted to, you could race uh, 12 months a year. Yeah, so in the go-karts, it would be, you know, year-round you race it. You got Thanksgiving Thunder coming up and then Daytona in December. But with the what's that go kart track up by Blacksburg? Uh, that's Iron City. Iron City. You yeah. have have you raced there? Yes, sir. I've raced there a few times okay. when we raced. But with the race car deal, it's it's not as long of all season. But it's our last race will be next Sunday, and then our first race will be March. So okay, so you got a little bit off. Yeah. Now who do you, who who's your um? Do you have one constant? main sponsor or do you have a lot of different ones like that sort of rotate around give your give your sponsors some airtime here uh so yeah so ryan and uh spartan lace and uh fox sports they all came on this year which was pretty exciting but we have a bunch of great people that help me out and get me to the racetrack every week uh fox sports spartan lace dlb construction outdoor dynamics impex pre-owned mata's mexican bar and grill uh, Alliance Driveway Solutions, Appling Boring, Elite Towing, Intimate Outdoors. Uh, trying to think, I, we got so many people that help out this deal, and I can't think of enough because without them, I couldn't be able to race well, every week. I'm glad we're on board of Fox Sports Spartanburg. I know I I saw your car when you had it at Rockers a couple of no, it was last year sometime. Yeah, and a uh, sharp looking car now. I was sort of hoping at some point y'all would be on the track at the same time. Are y'all going to have to flip for who's number 51, or do you get you have the rights to it, Jeremy? Well, I am the eldest, so I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll get it first. But, yeah, I'd love to race Luke uh, competitively. And you never know. I mean, he's only 20 years old, so he's hopefully got a long road ahead of him there. And uh, perfect scenario, I'd love to get him in a – move him up, get him in a dirt late model, start racing those. I mean, and then – see where it goes from there but i mean if i had unlimited funding i'd i'd get them in uh in a second xfinity car <laughs> why not right well uh you're you're going to my next question which uh uh is this the future sitting here with us for uh <laughs> racing or uh... it could be for sure we just gotta keep them going and uh we can't can't stay you know static. just yeah static where we're at you never know man i mean seriously uh I mean, I'd like to think I've got at least 10 more years ahead of me uh, racing like I want to do as long as I can keep funding under me and people working for me and everything going. It takes a lot to keep uh, an Xfinity team going 33 weekends out of the year, and it's only getting harder. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to see Luke keep going, and uh, he's very talented. And um, like I said, you're only 20, so you you got to keep on going while you can while you're young. You – now I don't I don't mean to, be, to ask an insulting question, but uh, uh, Jeremy knows what a historian I am. Are, are you aware of what a rich, fabulous history the Clement family has in uh, in auto racing and in Spartanburg? Yeah. So 
from all the stories I've heard, it's just crazy. This and my great grandfather, which I never got to meet, but he, See, I met him and he says great grandfather. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I know <laughs> when I hear that, it's like, oh, that's weird. I mean, uh, well, and, go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, but I mean, obviously, I don't know all of it, but I know he's crew chief for some really talented people. Oh, yeah, like the best. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, um, have you ever met Rex White? Uh, no, sir, I have not. Okay. Because Rex uh, has been, had some health issues, but we saw him a, a month or so ago at a function up in North Carolina, and then we had him on with Jeremy uh, the last time. Jeremy, which I thought would be the last time this year, but glad to have you back. Uh, and and I guess you're, I don't know what relative this would be, a great great-granduncle or something like that would be what would lewis be yeah him, I, but, I guess so yeah but, crawford's brother lewis yeah but he I was a know. champion with rex white you know the whole the whole thing you know yeah. in 1960 and uh as i pointed out before when we had rex on the show from 1958 to 19 um nobody won more races than rex white and lewis clements Amazing. It, it, it's, it's really a lot to be proud of. Very. And and Spartburg has just a, a such a fab, fabulously rich racing history. It's great to see that you're uh, the next wave of it. And uh, also glad to hear you're going to be around 10 more years. That's good. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not that's sure just I in will. my head, but uh, you never know. I mean, yeah, I, I still feel like I get it done. I mean, I'm. I'm not an old man. Well, you just, you just had a rough year. I, the year before, you won at Daytona. So I mean, that's you, right. You, we had a lot of good runs this year. You did, and, and just you did crap stuff happened, and just no luck, whatever. So that's just like I said earlier. That's the way it goes, and weathered the storm, and um, we'll hopefully be better next year. You um, got an addition to your personal team coming in January. Yeah, uh, coming in January. Yep, a uh, little girl. So I'm. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a little nervous about that. So. Oh, there's nothing to it. <laughs> All right. When they give you the baby when you leave the hospital, that's the part I'm nervous about. You know what? Uh, you got, it's like, where's the manual? <laughs> most, uh, let me tell you this about it. I, and this is trite, and I don't mean to be, um, I, I, I don't mean to be trite, but just take it a, a day at a time. I mean, yep. that's just. Good advice. I, I didn't. No, I had a, a wonderful wife to to do it, and, and two wonderful grandparents, uh, her parents that were uh, uh, from Columbia, so my kids grew up bilingual, which was very lucky for them. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't look at any manuals, and they got them everywhere. And I just, you know, just change the diaper, feed it, you know, yep. and uh, Christmas comes, make them happy, and uh, it's it just something you you just you just do it just go out there every day and do it and whatever sure. challenges you get and i tell you another thing now i had a son both of my kids came early jake son. was 10 weeks early whoa and uh he was supposed to be born on valentine's day and i said he's gonna screw up me watching the daytona 500 <laughs> this was in 1995 and he came in the middle of december oh so he and, and hannah was five weeks early but um, so I and and you talk about bringing them home from the hospital. I did, but after they had both spent incubator time. So if if something happens at the beginning, it's not quite like it should have been. You know, just, just deal with it. And uh, I tell you what, when Jake was born, he, you could put him in a shoebox. <laughs> now he just finished uh, six years in the Marine Corps as a sergeant. Wow! And he's now he's going to the army. He likes it 
the military so much. So, I mean, preemies grow up just fine. Oh, and, for and sure. It happens. We know that. Yeah. His, Luke's sister was she's, a preemie. So. <laughs> and she's a ball of fire. Yeah. And we love her to death. Yeah. yeah. She's 13 now? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it just goes by so fast. One day they're wanting to. Uh, wanting uh, to go shop for uh, school supplies and the next day it's i'm getting married or i joined the marines <laughs> and uh, it just the part in between just is just like a blur well i'm i'm looking forward to you know a new new beginning for me for sure i yeah. mean i didn't uh, have this in my card so here we are well I, i'm i'm real tickled for you and as i said i was born in january you were born in january and oh, yeah. uh, and uh, if your daughter picked the name out yet yeah, Kennedy. Kennedy? Yeah. What a great name. <laughs> you know, my wife picked that out because I'm just a happy wife, happy life. Kennedy so Clemens. I'm trying to let her I got a nice guide the to ship. It. Yeah, it does. It is nice. Kennedy Clemens. I don't know about the middle name yet, so we're we're still Perry. debating. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So anyway. Um, There's a couple floating by that I, I like. I imagine. Well, look, it's been great having you guys on here. That 20 minutes just flew by. It does fly by. And uh, if uh, if anything we can do for you here, anytime you want to come on the show, we'll kick somebody off and get you on. That's right. Luke, it's, uh, it's great to meet you. And uh, we just uh, look forward to following your progress uh, from now on. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, you just... Uh, I tell you what, you couldn't, you couldn't be coming up in a better family to be a race driver. So uh, just... Uh, do what they tell you, and you'll That's probably right. be okay. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break and come back and listen to Bud Moore talk about World War II. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. <laughs> You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month, or hit the road in a new Nissan Road. Lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. 
Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Weekdays at 3 p.m. It's Spartanburg County's longest-running radio show. The sports voice across the region for nearly 20 years. There is no substitute for decades of experience. Talking everything local, from high school football and basketball to Carolina and Clemson. It's open month. And we have the studs. With Ryan Clary, Alex Smith, and Anthony Grigg. Don't miss a moment beginning weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg and, uh, well, great interview. Wonderful having uh, the Clements boys in here, Jeremy and his nephew, Luke, who we're going to hear a lot of for quite a few years to come, I hope. And uh tell you, uh, just, uh, just great to have him on board in Spartanburg and here at Fox. So uh, we will be keeping everybody up with uh, their progress uh, next year and in the future. And I tell you what, it looks like a, it looks like a really, really great future. Jeremy, uh, not planning on going anyplace, so that's great to know. All right, Vet- Veterans Day was yesterday, but it's Veterans Day weekend, and there's nobody better to uh, to honor on Veterans Day than Bud Moore, who was uh, the 10th member of the Stock Car Racing Hall of Fame and good friend of mine, and his son, of course, uh, Greg, couldn't be with us today, but uh, they... Uh, they ran the race team, uh, Bud Moore, from uh, after World War II, actually, about 1946 or seven. He and Joe Eubank started getting into auto racing, and they went on uh, to, a, a Bud went on to a fabulous career, as everybody knows, but he was also a war veteran, uh, World War II at 19 years old, just turned 19 when he got uh, drafted, and he, uh, that was a 19... Uh, I guess that was 1944, because one of the first things he did was go to D-Day, and uh, he, we we played that back on uh, the anniversary of D-Day. So today I always play the one where he uh, they captured the German headquarters. Uh, so without further ado, let's uh, let's listen to this. This is Bud Moore uh, with uh, me interviewing him about oh, 2015, I would say, and uh, let me lean over here and get this thing started. Line and had all kind of problems with them peel boxes, knocking one of them peel boxes out. One of our tanks and that couldn't even budge one of them. The only thing would knock one of them out would bring an eight-inch howitzer artillery piece in mm-hmm. there, and it'd be about 200 yards, and it'd blow the top off of it. But it took a while to ever find out exactly what what would do it. At this point, have you been injured yet? 
And you've been shot? Well, I've done been, yeah, I've well, been hit several times with shrapnel. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to hear about that if it's not... If well, it's something I, you don't want to talk about, don't well, talk about well, it. Well, I don't want to talk about it. I ain't talking telling you about how many guys we lost and all that kind of, I don't want to bring all that up. Okay. But anyway, I'd, I'd already been hit with artillery and uh, shrapnel and all. Now, you got five Purple Hearts, right? Yeah. Well, when did you get the first one? I don't remember when I got the first one. See, you, you, the artillery shells start falling, and they have them air burst over you and all this stuff, and you get hit with shrapnel and pieces of shrapnel and all this stuff. And they send you back. The, 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 uh, the medic would come, you know, and he'd send you back to the, the rear end to the, the uh, field hospital. And you go down there and they pick that shrapnel out of you. Then if they had to cut a little bit to get it out and deaden it a little bit, they'd do that. Then they put that on, they may put a stitch in it, but they put that old red dilate on it and put a band-aid on it. <laughs> and a couple of three times, you know, I got hit. And I said, well, I'll be up the front lines for a few days. <laughs> Shit, I went back over a couple of three hours and they send you right back. <laughs> but uh, where did you get hit? If I you can got, tell me, I got hit all over. I can show you places. I mean, I got hit several places, all over places, all over. When you, when one of them shells bust and all, and uh, it ain't only you know that uh, the shrapnel from the shells, you get pieces of rock and wood and whatever else may hit you. Mm -hmm. But I was lucky as on the front lines over nine months without being evacuated. And, uh, but anyway, <clears throat> we we were getting relieved. Well, then let me go ahead and just keep going. Anyway, we after we got back fighting through the Zigpeed line, we got through and we just made the Moselle River crossing. That's when Romeo raised hell up there in Gaston. Well, Patton pulled us back across the Moselle. And he we got back and he had us he stand up on the courthouse steps in this little old town. He had a megaphone, he was briefing us. And he says, Boys, we've got to go up to the town called Baston. It's ninety miles away. We gotta go up there and get the hundred and first airborne out there all surrounded up there and he said Romeo's kicking the hell out of him he said we got to go up there and get him out and he said we're going to leave here in 45 minutes going to kill every son of a bitch on the way and we did so it was already snow on the ground about 10 or 12 inches and it was cold as hell so we started hiking so we, we hiked all night and they say we went 25 or 20, 25 miles that time. We was waiting on the tank division to come by. So here comes the tanks. We climbed aboard the tanks and we went to Baston. And we went up and got them out. And uh, that was General McAuliffe. Mm -hmm. General McAuliffe, was, he was the one that said nuts when they asked him to surrender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we went up there and got them out, and then uh, we turned back, and uh, 
got them really running into Germany then. Got things really working up. And uh, we went the rest of the way across Germany. And uh, when the war was over, I was 12 miles out of Pil from Czechoslovakia. And on May the 2nd, we met the Russians right out of Pil from Czechoslovakia. Then they come down and we were over May the 8th. Now, when did you uh, uh, capture the headquarters? <clears throat> I know that story's been told, but I'm, I'm, I, I, well, this all happened uh, after after. Uh, I'd like to hear it again. This all happened after Bastogne, and we were crossing Germany, and we were taking this towns, and we had this objective up in front of us there, and that town right there in front of us, about a mile, and. Uh, I was sitting there with the, in the Jeep with the Jeep driver, and uh, the lieutenant said, boy, said, boy, we're going to miss the units. You take the Jeep driver, and he handed me a map and said, y'all go up this road here and go across the hill up there. And he said, come on over to town. He said, we'll be there with them. So we left on this road. We left and up this dirt road. And went up over the hill here with the house sitting on the left. And I seen a German soldier run out of it. So I started firing and had a water aircrew machine gun mounted on the dash of that Jeep. I started firing into that house <clears throat> windows and I was in the tracer and I set the house on fire. So here come two more soldiers coming right out there. Well one of them didn't have his hands up good and he went on across the field. And I think one of our guys got him over. He probably got killed, I'm not sure. Anyway, <clears throat> we set him on the hood that Jeep was going on up the road. We get on top of this hill, get up by wishbone and make a right hand turn. We didn't, we went straight in. So we're going And you got this German guy on the hood of the Jeep. He was sitting on the front of the Jeep. <coughs> anyway, so instead of us making that right turn, we went straight on, and just as we got on over a little ways further, we got, I'd say, another three or four, five hundred yards. It was a concrete, sort of a concrete block building. And uh, first thing you know, we got a, somebody started shooting it up. And I seen this building, so I, I was, got down on my knees behind the Jeep, and I still had the gun on the dash, and I was firing all in the windows and all in that concrete block house. So finally, I told this the Jeep driver, he could top a little German. I said, let's get him going there and tell him if don't get out of here, we're going to pull a tank up here and blow that whole damn building. So we sent this German soldier up there. And uh, he left, went up there. And uh, we told him, said, you're going to be the first one dead if you don't get him out of here. So he goes up there in about two or three minutes. He comes back out and waving a flag. So about that time, you know, I couldn't believe it. Here comes about 15 so listed men and five German officers come walking out. So we made them drop their belts and all this stuff, you know, and their guns. So we, we knew then, I got to look at that, we done went too far, so we, we took and headed them back down to the turn the Jeep around. We marched them back down. We got down and we made our turn. They didn't try to run away or anything? No. No, I had the machine gun sitting there. No, I know you did. <laughs> they ain't going to run away. <laughs> but, 
So they had you outnumbered at one time. Oh, yeah, there's 15, uh, there was five, there's four or five German officers, and there's, I know there's 15 enlisted men. So anyway, if we we made a march back, and we're going down there, and we finally got on the right road going back in this, over this little town, so we marched them over there. And we got around the lieutenant, my lieutenant said, Boy, what in the hell was going on over there? I said, hey, we're fighting a damn war. Y'all weren't fighting. <laughs> it's, it's, where'd all these come from? I said, this is who we had problems with over there. <laughs> so anyway, I said, now, what are you going to do with them? I said, I'm, y'all got them now. I don't want them no more. <laughs> yeah, that was something else. Greg, what was he telling me about the... Getting blown up in the in the jeep or something? Well, oh, that was this was after I had got to see. I got I got, I got this was this was all happening before February twenty second. On February twenty second, see the the deal with, with going to get them out of Bastogne and all this was Christmas time. Okay. Forty forty four. Right. So anyway. We done got them out of Bastogne. Then we were getting relieved by the 5th Infantry Division. And we were still we were still on this side of the Rhine River. Anyway, we were getting relieved by the 5th Infantry Division. And uh, I got shot by a machine gun. I guess it was a machine gun. I got shot through the hip. Okay. And, that's when I went to the hospital the first time. And they, they finally, uh, I went to the Fortis General Hospital in Paris. So they, I got pretty well well and all this stuff. So what hospital did you, did you say the name? Fortis General. Oh, Fortis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so they, after I got out of the hospital, they sent me back to my unit. So I get back. How long was that? Did you, did you say? I got back out of the hospital and I joined my unit back in April 2nd. But I mean, how, how long was that a hospital? How long was your, your stay in the hospital? From February 22nd to April 2nd. April 1st, April 2nd. Pretty close to a month and a half. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we get back. There wasn't no such thing as a ticket home, huh? No. Okay. But see, the problem was, was there, myself and my company commander was only two that's left out of the regiment. It hit the beach June the 6th. It hadn't been evacuated, wounded or evacuated. We were supposed to come to the States on a 90-day rotation furlough on March 1st. <clears throat> well, I got wounded. So he put it in my papers just for me to be sent back to the States, but somehow or another they got lost. Anyway, the company commander did go back to the States on a 90-day But anyway, so when I got back to the, my platoon, my, see, I had been promoted from out of the first gunner several months prior to that. So I was an instrument gunner call. I put the guns in position and put them in action whenever they, they called for them. Anyway, I, well, what did you say? What kind of nine kind? I was an instrument. Nine. Instrument? Yeah. Okay. I was a corporal. Okay. Anyway, so the my lieutenant, I stayed with, I had to be everywhere the lieutenant went. Our first platoon, 
which was first lieutenant. He, everywhere he went, I had to go. Mm -hmm. So we were in this jeep in this German hospital yard. We pulled up in this German hospital yard. And about that time, the Germans had it zeroed in. They threw in all that artillery and broke that damn jeep slam out under us. And uh, I got all splattered up again and all that kind of stuff. So you had just got out of the hospital and yeah. got hit again. The, uh, the lieutenant, he got splattered up, and the jeep driver got hurt the worst. He got a couple of pretty bad places in the stomach. But anyway, we back to the aid station again. <laughs> <laughs> and they took the shrapnel out of me and the lieutenant, put the methylate on, sent our bus back. <laughs> but it wasn't long after that, to the way that things was and how uh, the Germans knew that uh, they were gone. And uh, as far as resistance things got real. And uh, they knew they were gone, you mean they knew they were whipped? Yeah. And they were, they were, they were surrendering everything, yeah the whole time in the rest way across Germany and all this kind of stuff. And that's like I say when I got to, uh, we met the Russians on May the 2nd, out of, right out of Pilsen, and Czechoslovakia. And the war was over May the 8th. And we was in this little town over there called Nighton. Uh That wasn't the name of it. Oh, yeah, I think of the name of it. Anyway, uh, Wyden, I believe, was the name of the town here. Wyden? Anyway, we was there then uh, on occupation. The little town about the size of Capians over there. I had about three or four thousand people in all of it. And this was about 25 or 30 miles back in the, in the Germany. We stayed there till before we come down and say it's going to start sending guys back to the state to be dead. Hey, and let's, uh, let's stop it right there because he, uh, I tell you, I've got, I probably got 15 or 20 hours when we wrote that book of Budmore stories, and I tell you what, there, that's, there's some good ones in there. A lot of racing and uh, a lot about his life as a child and all that stuff. So, uh, but that's, uh, that's, I said 25. You know, he, he was only 15 Germans he captured, so what the heck. That's, uh, I'd say, still a pretty good accomplishment and, uh, and a hell of a man. And uh, proud that every second I, I spent with Bud Moore, I, I was extremely proud to be there. So anyway, let's take our final break of 2023 and come back and wrap up a few things, uh, some results and some points, and, uh, and end the year. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spring is here, and so are the savings at Greer Nissan. Deals are in full bloom this month on all your favorite Nissan models, like a new 2023 Sentra or Frontier. Your choice, lease for only $199 a month, or hit the road in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $299 a month. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard, or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. 
Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Find an old 35mm film camera? Are you using one now? Do you want to? Where do you go to get your film developed? Spartan Photo Center, the last full-service camera store in South Carolina. They have all sorts of new and used cameras, digital and film. Remember film? They develop 35mm and 120-sized color negative film three times a week. Black and white every couple of weeks. Get your film developed, scanned, printed, or cloud-delivered to you by Google Drive or Dropbox. Need film? They've got film. 35mm color and black and white. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, just off North Pine Street, across from the Food Lion. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or cobble meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines for 2023. And, uh, man, it went by fast. 
Let me thank Lanny McKinney for everything he does for us. Lanny uh, maintains the Budmore Engineering website. You go on that website and you'll see a lot about Budmore, obviously, but a lot of photographs and facts and figures and uh, and uh, articles and things that that Lanny is attached to the website. And um, I think you'll find it very interesting if you want to read some more about his uh, war exploits. Um, Lanny, maybe we ought to get this uh, some of these uh, clips that I've got a Budmore on that website of yours and. He uh, gets our podcast out there every day, which, I mean, uh, every week, which he will probably have out there in a few hours. So it's uh, been a good show, and I think it's going to be one I'll want to listen to again uh, because I listen to it every Tuesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, I usually listen to an hour of it each day. And uh, So anyway, we've got about ten and a half minutes left. I'd like to touch on some things. Lanny, by the way, um, um Appreciate everything you did to help me get the. We lost some of the things we had on our um, show des- desktop file here uh, during the last off year, off season. So, uh, Lanny helped me get that Veterans Day uh, and the D Day uh, interviews back on the computer. So, I uh, appreciate your help for that. Lanny is a a genius when it comes to doing this uh, this computer stuff. So, uh, all right, let's look at Cup. They did run the final race of the year last week at Phoenix, and that was the um, call the cup championship. The winner was Ross Chastain. Ryan Blaney ended up being the champion. He was second, second one in a row for Roger Penske. Third was Kyle Larson. Fourth was William Byron. So you had second, third, and fourth, three of the four finalists um, for the championship. Fifth was Chris Boucher, who had a great year. Sixth, Martin Truex. Seventh, Kevin Harvick. In his last cup race, he will probably do some other racing. I don't know if it'll be cup, but I'll guarantee he'll get his feet wet in some uh, trucks or Xfinity, I would imagine. Uh, Eighth was Denny Hamlin. Ninth, Michael McDowell ended on a good note. And tenth was Bubba Wallace. Uh, Eric Jones finished 20th. He was, I'm sorry, not Eric Jones, you dope. It was... uh, Christopher Bell was the other finalist, and he finished dead last. He had a brake rotor explode on the 108th lap and put him into the wall, But uh, uh, that and that was it for Toyota's uh, entry. But Ford won it, and the final championship point standings, Ryan Blaney was first, second was Kyle Larson, third, and uh, Kyle Larson was a point behind. Two points behind was... Uh, William Byron and 34 points back was Christopher Bell. And the guys that didn't make the final four, Denny Hamlin was fifth, Tyler Reddick sixth, Chris Boucher seventh, Brad Keselowski eighth. Told you that his pit crew won the pit crew championship. Uh, most valuable pit crew, whatever it is they call it. And eighth was up. Ninth was Ross Chastain, who won the last race. And tenth was Bubba Wallace, who had a, had a real good year. So that wraps up Cup. The next Cup race will be actually um, the uh, the one that's out there in Los Angeles for the uh, um, you know the what they used to call the Clash. I, I think it still may be called that. It's uh, yeah the Bush Light Clash at Memorial Coliseum, Los Angeles Coliseum. That will be on February the fourth. So uh, that's the next next time you'll see them on the track. <clears throat> and uh, Daytona will be uh, uh, qualifying will be the 14th 
next year. That's um, Valentine's Day. The Blue Green Vacations Duels will be on Thursday, and that will be the 15th of uh, February at 7 p.m. And then the Daytona 500, of course, will be, uh, and I didn't write it down here, Thursday, about, about the 17th, something like that. We uh, will keep you posted on that when we get back. Xfinity, um, had Jeremy in here, Jeremy Clements, great to have him. We, he's our man, always will be. But uh, we'd already uh, told you this last week, so all we have to do is review that Cole Custer is the champion because they had that race last Saturday, and we talked about it on Sunday's show. The rookie of the year, as I pointed out earlier, was Sammy Smith. Their next race will be the Xfinity race at Daytona on February the 17th, 2024, at 5 p.m. So that, excuse me, that one will definitely go into the night hour. So it's a good thing they got lights. So um, Xfinity, Jeremy, unfortunately, finished 19th. He was there most of the year. Uh, just, a, just a bad year. Let's move on. Jeremy's uh, ready, too, I know. On uh, uh, For the trucks, we, we highlighted that last week. Their next race, uh, well, Ben Rhodes was the champion, and uh, Deb told us he didn't get quite as lit up this year as he did two years ago when he won it. He was really pretty funny with uh, being, a little, uh, being a little tipsy at the press conference. Nick Sanchez uh, was the rookie of the year and also the ARCA champion. We'll get that, to that in a minute. The next race for trucks will be the Fresh from Florida 250, and that will be at 7.30 on Friday, February the 16th, 2024. Speaking of ARCA, their champion is Jesse Love, who had an amazing 10-win season. Um, so uh, I, I just got through saying that uh, Nick Sanchez was the ARCA champion. He was the ARCA champion last year, I believe, maybe the year before that. Jesse Love was the uh, ARCA champion this year and Rookie of the Year. So pretty good to to start uh, start your career with Rookie of the Year and be the champion. Uh, you remember Dale Hernhardt almost pulled that off when he won uh, Rookie of the Year in 79 and then won the championship in 80. But anyway, second in the ARCA points was Andres Perez de Lara. Christian Rose was third. Frankie Munez, man in the middle, Malcolm in the middle, I think it was, was fourth. John Garrett, fifth. Brad Smith, sixth. A.J. Moyer, seventh. Eighth was William Sawalich, ninth. Tony Breitinger, the, who I believe may be moving to Xfinity next year, the uh, Victoria's Secret model. And Tim Monroe was 10th. IMSA, of course, we are so proud. That's the one championship that came out like we wanted it to uh, with uh, Willen Engineering, Action Express, Motorsports Cadillac that our friend Mike Hill was so deeply involved with, won the championship at that final race at, day at uh, Road Atlanta the Motul Petit Le Mans, and uh, just, uh, boy, that one turned out just like we wanted it to, with Pipo Durrani, Alexander Sims, and uh, Jack Aiken, who helped out quite a bit. They'll be back next year. And uh, so we went over those. The next race for them will be the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona, January 27th and 28th, 2024. Uh, Indy. Of course, they'd been done for quite a while uh, with Alex Pelot winning his champ- second championship. Rookie of the year over there was Marcus Armstrong, who finished 20th in the standings. Their next race will be March the 10th 
2024 for the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. That's on the streets of St. Petersburg, Florida. Formula One is still going, and they've got two races left. The next one will be next Sunday at Las Vegas when they had made their third visit to the United States this year. Um, Max Verstappen won the last race at last weekend at Sao Paulo, Brazil, for the Brazilian Grand Prix. And uh, that was only a 17th one of the year out of 20 races. Can't hardly beat that. Lando Norris was second. Fernando Alonso got the other podium. Um, they had a wreck on the first lap with uh, somebody was going for it. Charles Leclerc was going for it, and he, got, he took himself out. Their next race will be, um, well, the first race of 2024 will be February 29th at Bahrain. But they got two more races, and uh, uh, Max Verstappen waltzed away with that one. After a few races into the season, he pretty obvious he was going to be the champion. <laughs> okay, my throat is just barely going to let me finish here. Um, so I guess it's time to say some more thank yous. Really appreciate uh, the people here at WSPG AM and FM, Ryan Clary, Ryan Delaney, uh, who helped us out so, uh, who let us do this. They helped us out too, but they let us do this, and um, we appreciate it. Had a good time doing it. We don't get paid a bad gum penny. We do it because we love racing, and uh, especially uh, I, I want to try to cash in a little bit on the broadcast journalism degree I got in 1974 from the University of South Carolina so uh, say that it took me like 40 something years to, to get a radio show so kind of hard to kind of hard to let it go I know I will someday though uh, but thank you Ryan and Ryan and uh, everybody else involved Trent Lancaster a big uh, a big supporter of the show um, the Mark bro- the Marx brothers I call them from uh, probably a lot of other people do too from Spartan Waste they do so much around here. Good friends of of, uh, of radio and racing in Spartanburg, and, and we really appreciate that. want to give a special shout-out to Mike Hill, who came on so often this year. Uh, just at the drop of a hat, when I'd find myself in a jam with time to fill, uh, all I had to do was text him, and he was always glad to come on. Mike, can't tell you enough how much I appreciate all your help for uh, getting us uh Getting us through this year with so much fantastic information. And um, finally, I'd like to thank Tyler Sugar, who uh, I don't know how many times I pushed the wrong button or something got messed up, and I could see him. I'd text him, and I could see him doing it remotely from wherever the heck he was, probably Union. I could see the cursor moving around the board and taking care of uh, whatever problem I had created. Tyler uh, had me on his show every Monday morning. Sometimes it was Tuesday sometimes Wednesday, once it was even Friday, to talk about the races the week before. So we, uh, I personally appreciate uh, everything Tyler did to keep this show going because there's a lot of times with phone trouble and computer trouble and everything, we just wouldn't have had a show if Tyler hadn't have bailed us out. So thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate it. And, uh, and that's just about it for 2023. We uh, enjoy doing it. We do it for fun. We do it for the history of the sport. And uh, try to keep you guys as informed and entertained a little bit. Natalie, save me a place at the bar. I'm on the way. The rest of you, keep it between the fences. Have good holidays. Woo!
You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg.